Welcome to the first ever Inside the Newsroom podcast. My name is Kelsey Bradshaw and I'm the news editor at the University Star. Today I'm here with Nicole Barrios, the assistant news editor. Ray Leanos, I'm the news director at KTSW 89.9. And my name's Tara Polmeyer and I'm one of the assistant news directors at KTSW 89.9. Here at Inside the Newsroom, we're going to try our best to bring you local and university headlines that you should know. Throughout the show, we're going to feature different segments. Um, One of our segments will be headlines of the week, and during this segment, we will discuss news from the past week. Nicole, I know that the Lacima development passed this week at City Council. What's going on with that? Yeah, this week at City Council on Tuesday, there was a unanimous vote with one abstention to pass the Lacima development, which is 2,400 single-family homes, and it'll be 2,050 acres of development. It'll feature a 200-acre commercial and retail site and 400 acres of open space just west of the city. Um, The land will be annexed into the city limits, so this means that the city can get the property taxes from the development. And um, the subdivision will fill the housing gap that some city council members feel there is right now in San Marcos. And this has kind of been like an ongoing thing that's been happening in the community. Um, I guess in following this, I guess, what is one of the things that has surprised you the most with this development? I guess it's been pretty controversial um, because there's there's two groups of people that have been really for it and really against it. The city council has been really for it because you know they want the development, they want to fill the gap um, because there is such a gap of housing. There's no really like moderate single family homes. There's just or a executive lot of, style. Yeah, executive style. There's a lot of apartment complexes and then um, not so many single families. So I think they wanted to fill the gap. But then there's environmental um, activists that are kind of opposed to it Mm -hmm. because the land does sit on top of the Edwards Aquifer Recharge Zone. Do you know um, how the developers responded? Because I know that they did want a 30-year or 35-year deferred annexation. Do you know how they responded when the city council decided to annex them? Um, I'm not really sure. (laughs) Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting to find out. To see if they're completely happy with the decision. Yeah. All right, and then, Ray, you attended the student government meeting this week. How did that go? Um, well, I actually, um, I didn't attend. I had one of my reporters attend the, attend the um, student government meeting, but when, ref- when talking to him about it, um, it seemed like it seemed really interesting. I know it's, I mean, definitely a prevalent issue that's going on. I know that they um, approved, I believe, or? They're talking about approving, I believe, um, extended hours on Fridays for the Texas State trams, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I know TransDev is the tram company, and right now I'm not sure till what time they run, but I think the student government found that it was insufficient and that a lot of students weren't able to get home using the buses. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think it's at 5. They cut off at 5 yeah, on I think Fridays. Five or seven. Because I get out of the office at 5, and whenever I'm walking to the bus, sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. I just missed the bus. I like, I, or there'll be like a huge crowd of people outside the bus. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the conversation where they're going to decide the hours, I think that's happening on Friday. So we'll be hearing from that very soon as to, I guess, um, what the decision is, what hours they're going to choose. Yeah, and I know for me personally, I don't have a car, so whenever I'm on campus, I need to take the bus, and I know that would help me a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And then I know the buses get really crowded, and that's part of um, having such a huge student population. And here at Texas State, university officials aren't aren't going to be putting a cap on the amount of new undergrads that they're going to be enrolling in the future, Mm -hmm. which I think is super interesting just because the school is growing so much. And um, 
Some programs on campus are moving faster than others, like the engineering program. Last year they had 730 people, and this year they have 850. And Stan wow. McClellan, yeah, the director, he said it was an enormous jump for them. So it should be interesting to watch them grow. Do other universities have caps? Yeah, um, I know we're trying to be like UT sometimes with our growth, um, and UT definitely has caps, but we do not. Um, and Eugene Bourgeois said that probably we won't be having a cap anywhere in the near future either. Yeah, and That's this is interesting. a topic yeah. they keep bringing up because all the students are like, there's too many of us here. Like, when are they going to cut it off? And everybody just keeps saying, well, maybe sometime, but right now, no. Yeah. So, And the university wants to grow, but they don't want to put a cap. So it should just be interesting to see what strategies they use to work with that. And, like, next year there's supposed to be 5,100 freshmen, which has mm. been the same as this past year and in 2013. So it's just been kind of a steady rate of growth. That's interesting because I feel like every year they're like, this is our biggest class. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always a record. Yeah. yeah it's kind of stayed the same. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of enrollment at Texas State, um, with grad programs, in addition to undergrad programs, the grad programs aren't really growing all that much. The university, they are growing, but the university wants to push them even more to grow. And so while the doctoral programs are getting close to their student capacity, um, President Trouth really wants to push master's programs. Mm -hmm. Only 6.6% of Texans have a master's degree, which is not wow. that many. So, um, Aren't there some incentives that they're trying to do? There are, and I know this past summer the deadline to apply to grad school was actually extended, oh, okay. which is really interesting. But they're looking at three aspects. They're looking at recruitment, scholarships, and retaining the students they have right now. And so this semester they did add an online master's degree in dementia, and next fall they're looking at adding a master's degree in engineering. And aren't we the first school like ever to have the um, dementia degree yeah, online? The first school in, yeah. America, in America, which is pretty cool. To That's be really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Texas University that did that. And our reporter Veronica Condratieva, she actually um, was the one who covered like the story for us, mm -hmm. and she got a uh, an interview with President Trout, and this is what President Trout had to say about um, adding master's degree. She says the master's degree is really increasing a stepping stone to higher level employment categories. She says that it really helps you move from one place to another and really what they're doing is they're making they're doing as a favor by making more master's level education available. So that's what Trouth had to say about all that. It's cool that she was able to talk to Trouth too. Yeah, definitely. Would y'all <laughs> ever consider getting a master's degree? Um, I think <laughs> right now I'd like to go into the workforce a little bit and then maybe like two or three years out, yeah, I'd like to come yeah. back and, and pursue a master's. I think the same. I think I it Thank depends you. on your degree. I feel like the journalism degree maybe doesn't lend itself. You kind of need that experience mm -hmm. versus that classroom time. Yeah, I mean, I foresee myself going back. I don't, I don't see myself going to um, graduate school like right after, maybe yeah. like five years or, so, or something maybe like that. Maybe down the line. <laughs> down the line. <laughs> yeah. But um, I definitely would want to go just because I think it'll be a good way to network, you know, and just try to get to like those, I guess, higher positions. And I guess. being in college, it's fun. Like I love going to class and learning and it would just be fun to come back and do something new. Yeah, and I know before what you said job candidates apart was having their undergrad, but now it seems that everyone has their undergrad and it sets you apart if you have your master's. <laughs> so I think that's another aim for increasing the master's enrollment. I think that's how you get those management positions yeah, too. Definitely. 
And I know we all want to move up in the world and go to grad school and stuff, but we should probably start talking about the quotes of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the (laughs) things we love in the newsroom is the quotes we get from our sources. So during our quote of the week segment, we'll discuss some of the quotes that we love. And then this past week at City Council, um, during the La Cima decision, Wayne Bishak, he said, I supported this subdivision from the beginning of the process because it's of excellent quality. It's going to provide single-family housing we need as we strive to bring companies to San Marcos that will offer our citizens better-paying jobs. And we just really liked that quote because we thought it showed the city council's thought process in making the Lizima decision. Mm-hmm. And then, Ray, did you have any favorite quotes this week? Yeah, um, well, it's actually um, a, a story that Tara worked on. Okay. Definitely. We worked on a profile of Mayor Daniel Guerrero, which was really cool. Um, always fun talking to him. One thing we did ask him was how he has been mayor for two terms now. How does he balance his personal life with a civic life? And, I mean, he also works in addition to being the mayor. So his quote was, I know it's been a struggle in my past to be able to have a life still being able to be Daniel, which is for me a major priority. And I really liked that because I felt like it showed kind of an inside look at the mayor and Mm -hmm. kind of how he views his civic life, I guess, that he also does need time to still have a personal life. I guess we don't don't (laughs) realize how much work he actually does and as mayor. It's always good to have some me time. It's a good, like, humanizing quote, I guess. Yeah, that's why I really liked it. I, like, quotes that I think definitely show you part of somebody's like psyche or anything like that. Yeah. Kind of a personal <laughs> thing. Definitely. And then to end out our Inside the Newsroom podcast, we will always end with a what to watch out for next week and we'll discuss upcoming headlines for the following week. And I know that KTSW and the Star we're all going to be at Tribfest this weekend. Are you guys pretty excited to do that? Definitely. Um I'm attending on Sunday Tribfest and Rick Perry will be there speaking, so He's always interesting, and that'll be definitely be something, something to watch out for. Something, something to cover. Yeah. For non-journalism students that may not know, what is Tribfest, you guys? Tribfest is put on by the Texas Tribune, um, and basically they just talk about a bunch of different issues going on, and they have a bunch of keynote speakers, and um, the editor in chief of the Tribune interviews all of the big names in Texas government and stuff like that. It's like a three-day so, thing, also. Yeah, right? it starts on Friday. Long. It starts on Friday. It'll go until Sunday. Um, I'm going on Saturday, and I'm going to be there all day. I think I have to be there at, like, 6 in the morning. It should be pretty interesting. Um, But a lot of big names are going to be there. Wendy Davis is going to be there. Um, Who else is going to be there? Joe Strauss, John Cornyn. Leticia Vanderpool. Leticia and Dan Patrick will be covering that for the star as well. Nicole, will you be attending also? Or? Um, not no, not this time. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going, but I'm <laughs> no, just, I'm really excited to see yeah. like what kind of like content. Definitely and just gonna watch online. Definitely watch for our live watch the tweets. tweets. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. shameless plug. So there. speaking <laughs> of Saturday, Kelsey's attending yes. Saturday. What else is happening Saturday, you guys? Well, on on Thursday, oh, um, the we Scottish lied. Independence. Oh, okay. Has um, the vote has? Um, I guess the vote is happening. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, I mean, that's really cool. They might get independence. We do have a few people. Um, one of our reporters at KTSW was actually born in Scotland. So, oh, as cool. he says, he has a lot of friends across the pond. <laughs> From across the pond, <laughs> as Matt says. Yeah, and so we're really excited about his time, and we'll yeah. see what he has to say about it. Yeah, and he's going to try to, like, get some interviews also to, um, from, from his friends back home, family back home, to see, like, I guess what the conversation is right now. So I'm really looking forward to see um, what kind of responses he gets. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
We only have one person from across the pond at the University Star, and his accent isn't even a thing anymore, so <laughs> it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> anyway, um, freshman block scheduling is going to be a thing for 2015, possibly. Um, they're thinking of doing it for the freshman class schedule, and the idea is being proposed because um, freshmen supposedly don't do well with 8 a.m. classes or after 5 p.m. classes, which... Neither do I. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> kind of everyone doesn't yeah, do well with 8 a.m. classes, but... <laughs> so we're going to see what's going on with that as did, well. Did you all ever grow up with, like, having block scheduling in your high school in or high anything school, like I that? Didn't. Yeah, in I my didn't. middle school we did, and it was kind of just, like, so long and tedious, and you sat there forever, and you it just was, wanted to leave. Yeah, it was kind of like a thing for a while, and then, like, they just did away with it because I guess people didn't like it or whatnot, yeah. but... But if they propose block scheduling, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works and see if they'll put it into any of the other classifications as well. Because mm-hmm. I know I do not get up for 8 a.m. classes. I feel like it would make the transition from freshman to sophomore year that much different, too. I mm-hmm. feel like normally right now there isn't that much of a difference. But yeah. this would definitely make it a step of sorts. Yeah, and kind of like make a distinction between all the freshmen versus the other classes because they'd be the only ones with a different schedule. Yeah, it'll be something definitely um, worth covering long term also just to see the responses. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then lastly, Nicole, I know you wrote about this in the paper um, and it's going to be going on for two weeks. What's going on with the Hutchison Street closure? Yeah, this week for all the drivers out there, you can expect the um, intersection of Edward Gary and Hutchinson Streets to be closed. Uh, It'll be closed until September 29th. Um, Right now, they're going to be widening the intersection, so large buses and fire trucks and beer trucks can access (laughs) downtown because before they would have trouble, um, they would have to back up three cars back in order to actually clear the intersection and not hit anybody. So the city wants to um, not have accidents happen, so they're widening the intersection. And this will be part of the city's $13 million um, downtown reconstruction project. So just watch out for that closure until September 29th. And construction is always something to watch out for in San Marcos, too. Yeah, so. yeah, it's nothing new. It's always something to watch out for. Any heads up, it's always appreciated. Yeah. yeah. I think the downtown construction projects are set to be done around the end of this semester, though. I yeah, think the end of the year. They're mm-hmm. talking about laying the last layer of asphalt in November or so. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Because I know for North LBJ, too, it won't be done until next summer, which was really disappointing for me because I moved into an apartment in North LBJ, <laughs> and I thought it was going to be done this semester. You were tricked. And I interviewed a source, and they were like, no, no, no. No. <laughs> it's next summer, so. <laughs> well, you have that to look forward to, then. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Lots of San Marcos infrastructure improvements. Yeah. yeah. Lots of growth bettering our city we could probably talk about construction forever um (laughs) but we need to wrap this up so we just wanted to thank you guys for joining us on the debut episode of inside the newsroom be sure to look for us every friday on itunes soundcloud universitystar.com and ktsw.net you can tweet at us at university star and at ktsw news with the hashtag itn and don't forget to pick up the university star and listen to ktsw